Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. Coming up, we will drink and toast in the weekend with a shot of the day. Then it's Bad Choice Friday time. You know it's Bad Choice Friday. It's Bad Choice Friday. And today we get a Super Bowl-inspired Bad Choice Friday representing the San Francisco 49ers Starship. God, this song is so bad. I mean, I'm not going to root for the Niners, but is it that bad? Yes. Yes, this song is that bad. I mean, it's fun. It's, you know, it's it's upbeat. It's upbeat. That is true. It sucks. Poppy. I was white. Poppy. Makes me smile. Yeah. God, you guys suck. We did people. build this city, man. Starship and we built this city. Take it on KC and the Sunshine Band. What do you think's happening that he says, yeah? Yes, I know it's That's happening. That's the way I like it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, I got an image in my head of what's happening it's on once stage. once a year where she lets them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Obviously, Kansas City, KC and the Sunshine Band. We think that. They have nothing to do with Kansas City. but That's the way from KC and the Sunshine Band. Take it on Starship. Yeah. Vote now if you follow us on Twitter. At Men's Room Live. One of those two tunes coming right up uh, after we drink it toast with a shout yeah. out. Break okay. out the sauce. Our question, what was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? Get your finger wet. 206-803-ROCK. <laughs> Hello, Scotty. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, Machola. Hola. How you doing today? I got a positive Friday. Yes. Positive Hell yeah. Friday. We're doing great. Right on. I had a bunch to choose from. Got to go to Pro Bowl a long time ago when Warren Moon went into the into the Hall of Fame. He was cool. Aikman also went in. He was not cool. But uh, the one I'm going to tell you about, got to uh, won a trip to the Kentucky Derby. First first class there and back. Nice. Uh, our plane hit the jetway. My first plane crash. That was fun. You had, wait, a plane the, crash? Uh, yep. The plane hit the jetway. <laughs> the engine hit the jetway. My first plane crash, too. I hope it's also your most recent and last. Uh, it's the only one I've ever had, and it really, we just, it just stalled us. We had to wait till they brought air stairs out and had people to escort us around. So what's so more memorable to you, the fact that you're in a plane crash, a mild one, but in a plane mm-hmm. crash or that you went to the Kentucky Derby? The Derby really was. Uh, that was just an annoyance. Okay. Fair who, uh, who, 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 who won the, uh, the House. who won the Derby that year? California Chrome. Okay. Did you win any money? Yes. 
Uh, any? Did you do the mint julep? Like, did you, uh, you know, do the whole Sears sucker suit, all that stuff? Oh, absolutely. They have the Kentucky Oaks the day before. They do like a vodka drink, and then the next day is the Derby. So it's races all day long. And I went on the, uh, they call it an Oaks Derby double, where you bet on the winner of, of both. I got to ask, what, what is the, what, what would you say the admission is uh, uh, to that event? Like, how many people get in to actually to watch it? Is it huge or is it a smaller smaller venue? Oh, it is, it, it, it is huge. It is it is absolutely huge. It's it's giant. Because like with Preakness, they, they do have grandstands, but so many people go, they open up the infield, so the majority yeah. of people are in the infield, so there's a lot more people there. But the I Kentucky this, Derby, yeah. no one's in the infield. I thought they let them in the infield. Kentucky Derby? I'm not sure. No. Preakness definitely. No, there's, there's nobody in the infield. So how long does the... the derby. So the Derby itself is, what, a two-minute race, whatever the hell. So when the Derby's done, I'm sure that uh, the people in Kentucky continue to party. Do they continue oh, to party? Do, but do they still party at the track, or does the party move somewhere else, if you know what I mean? Once it, the race is it done. Pretty much, it pretty much moves, because it's the, it's the last race of that day. So there's races all day long. With a, there's other, you know, it's the last race of the day, and then the Elks the day before. And I got to say, so they, it seems like it's about two hour. it's a two-hour lead-up. To oh, it's, you know, it's, to that race. So, like, there's as far as just even watching the television right, coverage, right. it seems like there's a it's a it's a whole day event when you're there. You the Oaks right. is a whole day event the day before. The Derby's a whole day event. What yeah. time do you show up? Say at the Kentucky Derby. You know, it's going to be an all day event. The race is in the afternoon. But what time do people start pouring in? Uh, we had police escort, and we poured in nine thirty ten ish. Wow, Jeff, all, right. all day. Yep. All right. How drunk were you by the time that race actually started? We we were we were we were happy. <laughs> we were well. Lit. That's uh, that's awesome, man. That sounds like a great time. I mean, maybe they didn't uh, back in the day. I was showing Miles like the Derby. Now that infield is like Preakness. Is it really like, like a, bands? Yeah, because well, I, I always watch the Derby. Right. I'm pretty sure last year they had like a reporter in there, and then you click all the pictures. Yeah. There's like people passed out in the ground. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, there's races all day than the Kentucky Derby. That, that's one of the great things. I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to go to a, that type of race, but if you go down to Emerald Downs. They run right. all day all long, day. and then, you know, whatever it is, that Belmont, Preakness, you know, Kentucky Derby, that's like, they stop, and then I think they do one more after that. So they do their... Oh, right, right. Their big yeah, most, race. I was going to say, right, because I think most regular racetracks are like uh, Churchill Downs, Jesus, Emerald, Emerald Downs, right. and you're right, you wait the main race, and then there's usually one or two after. Yeah, no, but, it's, no, it's, no, a, but it's a great day. Yeah, because yeah, they take, the, you pause, and you Look, watch the Kentucky going, Derby, then it's right back to the track. Going to the horse race, to me, is like going to a comedy club. Every time you leave, you go, why don't I do this more? Right. I'm going to start doing this more. It doesn't beers, cost as much as you think. Beers are affordable. Right. The food yeah, is affordable. Fun. It's not a place that rips you off. Yeah. The ticket price in is very affordable. You can walk around. It doesn't seem like there's any exclusive areas. I know they have special. There's like, always like a turf club. Right. But other than that, and I've been in there. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Nice little bar. I don't know if anyone knows the answer. Right? So there's a boxing ring in spite of it being square. There's a nice skating rink, which I truly have no idea what the hell that is. Why is it that where a lot of horses race, it's something downs? You got Emerald Downs, you got... Oh, <laughs> what? Damn, man. What was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? 206-803-ROCK. I don't know, but that's going to bug me. I, I just, I'm just thinking now. It's like Emerald Downs and Churchill Downs, and I'm like... 
Why is it where horses go that's downs? The term downs comes from uh, Great Britain and Ireland, where horse uh, races were held on grassy plains before formal racetracks were built. These grassy areas were known as downs because they were low points where the water would collect. And the fries are done. Later, after the rail tracks were constructed, uh, they named the track, kept the downs in the name. Huh, okay. Now we know. Like tradition. What uh, what was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Angela. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. So I had a nice wholesome story that I was going to tell you in keeping with, you know, our football theme of the weekend. However, this just happened to me about, oh, 45 minutes or so ago, and I thought Ooh. you guys might enjoy this. Okay. I was out walking the dog, finished up, threw her in the car, decided I needed to go use the restroom real quick, and uh, went to the little potties there at the park, opened up the door, and uh, there was a few, a few, a couple gentlemen in there, and let's just say one of them was uh, down on their knees. Oh, wow, man. Th- that was a once in a lifetime. Did you tell them that? This has never happened before. Turn around. Let me get a picture with you. No, but what I did tell them was, um, you guys probably should have locked the door. Now, yeah. do you think they left it unlocked on purpose? Because there are some of those folks, too. Perhaps. The look on their face and the look on my face was probably pretty priceless. Did they bring their wiener dogs to the park? Uh, it appears they did. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, both of them. Hmm. What story? <laughs> What's the wholesome one? Yeah, well, I'm assuming that's not the one. I don't think that's his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not the wholesome one. Uh, the wholesome story is uh, back, it was 93-94. It was when Joe Montana was playing for the Chiefs. They had flown into town to Seattle to play. I uh, had the opportunity to, I was at the hotel they were staying at uh, long story goes with that but uh hopped on the elevator jumped up a floor the doors opened up and there was joe montana and marcus allen hopped on the elevator with me wow now did you oh, talk nice. to him at all or or what uh i just kind of looked over i didn't want to bug him and be kind of that fan so i just kind of looked at him and i said hey joe how you doing and he said hi back to me and that here's was uh it. here's an interesting thing and about then, joe montana when you got back on the elevator it was just like what you saw in yeah. the park earlier today i just uh, i read this earlier this week joe montana invested in a marijuana company in california and that company right now, I think, dominates 20 to 25 percent. 22 percent. Of marijuana sales in the state of California. So Joe Montana, basically, uh, if you buy weed, chances are yeah. he's responsible for it. Yeah, good for but him. But man. also brings up a great point. He finished his career in Kansas City. He, he played great. They, I don't know if they made the playoffs, almost made the playoffs, but it was the same Joe Montana did you know. I think they did. So Joe Montana's got to be at the Super Bowl, right? I would think so, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah. He has a connection to both, but I don't see the Niners doing anything big where Montana's not there. Well, exactly, right. but he was also a chief. Yeah. So, it, like anything else, what, it's kind of... He's a 49 I know he's a 49 That's like saying Emmitt Smith is cheering for the it, Seahawks. It, it wasn't like he Or the Cardinals, I'm sorry. It wasn't like or he Jerry did. Rice is a Seahawk now. Like, no, well, I know that. Yeah. But, but it's... But it, and Larry Zonka, Seahawk. He wasn't like a one and done. <laughs> right. He was there for a few no, years. No, he played a few years there. Yeah. He you're, did. You're not wrong. I'm just saying, like... I would throw like you think 49ers that you're almost always going to say Joe Montana, Steve, or Jerry Rice. Yeah, yeah for sure. Did, where did Jerry Rice go? As far as... He, sorry, played up, Rice he played up came here. to Seattle. Yeah, here. Emmett Smith went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana Correct. went to KC. So the weird once in a lifetime opportunity, we got to see Emmett Smith go up against the great Jerry Rice. God forbid it was one of the 18 times they faced each other in the NFC Championship game. No, it was the Cardinals taking on the Seahawks. It's the last game of the year. But we saw them both play. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice did not end his career here in Seattle. He, he, played, with, he played with one more team. All right, hang on. 
Hang on. Did he go to Arizona? He did not go to Arizona, no. Uh, NFC or AFC? AFC. AFC team. I have no idea. Oh, tell me he went to the Ravens. No, he did no. not go to the Ravens. He stayed here in the West. The Was Chargers? Oakland. Denver. Huh. What? I don't even remember that. that. No. There's zero memory of that at all. He was a, he was a off season and or practice squad member. He never. I don't think he ever uh, actually. Uh, so that sounds like he signed and then went. Eh, I'm good. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was your once in a lifetime <laughs> experience? Two zero six eight zero three rock. Hello, Gene. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, gentlemen. Hola. So, my story is um, back in 2016. My concert friend and I went to Bend to see the Robert Plant show. Okay. All right. She's a huge, huge fan. I just went along for the ride. And so we went to the concert and went back to our hotel. And um, she goes, come on, come on. We need to go check out the bars in the hotel. I go, no, no, let's let's just get a movie on TV and, and stay in. You're fun. No, she goes, she goes, this is our big night out. That's right, Gene. Get it together. Come on, man. What are you doing, Gene? Exactly. Exactly. This is our big night out. We're going to go do some drinking. And so we went to one of the bars and closed it down. They closed at 10 and um, went to another bar within the hotel complex and went and sat down and ordered a drink and sat there, people watching, you know, see what's going on. And the, the people in the bar were kind of looking familiar. And um, after a little bit, who would walk into our bar but the man himself? I don't remember being there. Allison Krause? <laughs> nope. No, it was, it oh, was oh, before oh. he toured with Allison Krause. I see. Yeah. And so, bigger than life, there is Robert Plant in our bar. Now, what do you do? Do you approach him? Do you try to snap a picture? Do you try to play it cool? I mean, what do you do? A tall, cool one. He, she would. Yeah, I see, I see, yeah. We played it cool because he's just a person, you know? He may be Robert Plant, but he's still a person. He, he is a person who you paid money to go see and went on a road trip to see him. Right. I mean, you're right. He, he is, a, he is he's, a person. He's also a legend. But that person is Robert Plant. So I get uh, what you're saying, but you go like, Rob, hey, man. Rob, Robin, uh, our old producer, met him. And, uh, and I don't know if it was uh, Mary Moore or wherever he was playing. But I got a chance to talk to him and said he was, and she told the story out there, nicest guy in the world, mm -hmm. but he kind of just like appeared out of nowhere. And she's like, I swear to God, yeah, like, it's like he just vapor kind of coalesces and, and there he and is. Poof, and when gone. he's done talking to you, it's like. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. 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 So he, he came in and everybody in the bar left him alone. Everybody knew he was there. Um, no cameras out. You know, he. He was left alone. And so she um, got up and walked over to the bar and got another drink. And he was in a booth with his bodyguard and two other people from the tour, you know, within his group. And she just stood there and stared at him. <laughs> oh, that's comforting. Yeah, and his his bodyguard got up and went over to her and said, 
I just want to tell you any funny stuff, and he's out of here. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm just standing here having my drink. And so I'm across the room watching it all happen. And after a while, he finished his drink and got up to switch tables to talk to somebody else. And she got up the nerve to talk to him. And she said to him, I I just want to let you know that I am a huge fan. And he thanked her and gave her a kiss on the cheek. Mm. Uh, And now? Yeah. And then the juice started running down her herpes. Exactly. How big was his bodyguard? <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to embellish the story. I got a kiss on my cheek, and then my crotch was on fire. So, how big then was I his... slipped on the floor from the stamp spot. <laughs> yeah. My cheek smelled like chewing tobacco. And how big was the, was his bodyguard? He was just a guy. You know, he was just a, a regular guy. So he didn't look particularly large or like he could kill you or anything. He just happened to be his bodyguard? Correct. Yeah. Sounds not the bodyguard I'd want. I want someone who's a bodyguard where people look and go like, that's your bodyguard. Like like Keith Richards popped up in the Pirates of the Caribbean and all that. Yeah. Don't you think Robert Plant should have been in like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or like a Harry Potter movie or something? Doesn't he have that? He's more Lord of the Rings, I think. But yeah. You think J.R.R. Tolkien or whatever. But I just feel like Robert Plant doesn't care. I don't think he like, does. I, I, like, I get it. People want to see Zeppelin again, but I love it when he's just like, yeah, man, like, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I did it. Yeah. And, like, right, you hear these stories, so, like, I, I have nothing to base this on other than the stories I hear about him. He strikes me as one of those people, like, eh, I'm good. I don't want to be in that movie. He's, he's kind of just outgrown it. You know, he's like, look, man, I, I'm so happy people love Zeppelin, but he's like, I'm in my 70s. I was like 50 years ago for me, man. This would be like, hey, can you, I, what did you do? When you were a child, that you want to recreate the people. Like, go, to a, yeah. go to a high school reunion and have somebody you haven't seen be like selling the same. Like, hey, still man, that, 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 that was twenty five yeah. years Ted ago. Bro, a, grow up. About a month or so ago, there was a cancer benefit. Andy Taylor from Grand Ram put the show on uh, to raise money for cancer charities. Yeah, and Robert Plant and his band played, but they were offering like an auction. Mike, you know, it, it, you want to put some money up front. You know, we'll play you a tune. And some guy said, "I give you a million dollars for cancer if you play Stairway to Heaven." Plans like, okay, one, two, three, four. Right. Don't do that. Oh, nice. <laughs> exactly. He will refuse to play. Million dollars for cancer charity? Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll riff this. That's calling the bluff right there. Yeah. What was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> 99.9 KISW. The men's room returns with Miles and Thrill. Return of Ted versus the FCC coming up right after emails on our question What was your once in a lifetime experience? 206 803 Rock. Uh, one from the text line here says My once in a lifetime experience will be this October as my husband and I are planning our 30th anniversary celebration. As a trip to Australia. Going to spend two weeks there, seeing the Gold Coast and every attraction possible, along with every koala encounter that I can find. That's from Don from Roy. Don, awesome. I'm not trying to say I'm jealous. Go after yourself. And be careful with those koalas, man. They're little chlamydia monsters. Yeah. Remember that. And apparently, I've heard they're kind of mean. Koala bears. Yeah. Which I think if you live in Australia, is just part of the thing. I mean, I'm sure you could go to like a zoo or something and let you t- hold one. Would you? Would you hold one? Yeah, sure. Even with all the chlamydia. I'd be like, has he been tested? Well, we were kind of like cousins. So I had chlamydia once. Cool, 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 cool. Now You should you, tell them how to get rid of it. A week of antibiotics. Yeah. Would you feel bad if uh, you get back to the stage, you get a call from the Australian consulate and says, uh, Mr. Smith, the koala bear you hugged now has chlamydia. We think he got him from you. Well, Steve, that's not how chlamydia is passed. No. Well, we, you were off camera for a little bit. We're just... Is there anything we should know about? Like, no, man, I swear to God. Dirty. uh, I didn't get it. Hugging a girl. (laughs) Dirty (laughs) Sheila in Brisbane. (laughs) What was your once in a lifetime experience? 206 803. You know, there's some guy in Australia that's been lying for the last 10 years. I don't know where it came from. Hey, mate. Got it from, uh, yeah, that one Sheila. Like, you're lying. Dude, you got it from a koala bear. Yeah. Is that a koala? That's a koala. Really? Oh, yeah. That's to attract the ladies. Sounds like someone punching a grumpy. That's how they track late. So they basically do the Barry White voice. Hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm pooping. Give me some of that chlamydia. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitchola. Hola. So my once-in-a-lifetime experience was the 2012-2013 football season. Me and two of my buddies were the only non-players or staff staying at the same hotel. Oh, really? Yeah. So did you get to meet these guys, I assume? Oh, yeah. We were there from Wednesday to Sunday. We didn't go to the game, <laughs> but these guys were hanging out at the pool. Uh, when they weren't practicing, we were hanging out on the field. This is one of the one of the last times that they held it in Hawaii. So oh, that, right. Wasn't that normally pretty approachable as far as the Pro Bowl uh, is concerned? You know, being able to... Meet players, get autographs. Isn't that a little bit, uh, as far as being able to move around in the stadium and stuff? Well, the thing was that we were the only ones that weren't players or staff staying at the same hotel as them. So if anybody talked to you, it's probably a player. Players, staff, yeah. So I was I was checking in, and Russell Wilson was behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Manning at the pool, killing nachos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds like a good time. And, and their families, I'm sure, and their kids and everything else. Yeah, Drew Brees and his families and stuff like that. It was a great time. And what, year, what year was it? 2012. So it was Russell's rookie year. Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now. 
That was a good year. Who uh, who was the nicest person you met? Um, probably Drew Locke. He had a good good personality. Drew, you mean Drew Brees? Yeah, Andrew Lock, Andrew Lock, Andrew Lock. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Lock. Oh, I was like, Drew okay, Lock yeah. didn't make no Pro Bowl. I was like, you'd be he like four years college. old. Oh, jeez, a whiz. Did yeah, you say to jack. Andrew oh, Lock that he looks a little bit like the Geico Caveman? Yeah. I mean, he really does, man. He is. Uh, he just seems like a really good human. He does. He always Every seems interview, like, anything he does, it just seems like see, he just I seems have, like a regular guy. I have heard a little bit of the opposite of that. Really? Yeah. What, what did you hear about Mr. Luck? Uh... Oh, no, no, no. You were talking about, I thought we were talking about Eli. Oh, Eli. All right. No. What about Eli? Come on, man. Spill the dirt. I just heard he could be the, uh, just not the friendliest. All right. Uh, he looks like he would not be the friendliest. Wait, but Peyton, you hear great things about him. Sure. No, Andrew Luck, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard anything terrible about him. No, never. Another Giants quarterback won a Super Bowl, Jeff Hostiller. Not, not, a, not a nice guy. What about Phil Simms? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what I think of Phil Sims. I'm not sure. Like, boomer size and strikes me as Those are two bag. people I get confused. I, I mean, I swear to God. It's like Tony Dungy. Phil Sims a younger man. version of the other. And, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, right. And her so, Edwards. I get confused. Same with boomer size and, and, uh, and uh, what, what, Phil, Phil Sims. Yeah. They just seem like the same person. Phil Sims is the one who says Eam instead of him. If you give Eam okay. the ball, drives me nuts. I only like boomers. He's a turp. I know. I know. What was your once-in-a-lifetime experience, 206-803-ROCK? <laughs> Hello, Kenny. Welcome Hola. to the Midroom. Hola. Hola. Hey, great show, guys. Oh, hey, thank, thank you, man. Really appreciate you. Uh, I'm a long-time listener, second-time uh, caller. And when I say long-time, uh, I believe 1974 is when I plugged into you. So that's, that's 50 wild. years. Yeah. Uh, wondering if there's some kind of plaque that goes with that, or uh, yeah, uh, I'm yeah, sure. Self-addressed stamped yeah. envelope. Tell them we'll, uh, you get the discount. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a <laughs> plaque, there's a plaque at a free state dinner on Ryan Castle. It's called AARP. Hey, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Works for me. Okay, my story goes back. I'm BJ uh, BJ's uh, age. I'm 63. It goes back to 1965. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My my mom worked at a restaurant in Tacoma. The Globe Trotters were in for a three day stint in Seattle. Nice. And they had, yeah, they had come down to Tacoma to have dinner. And it was at Sicani's at my mom's uh, restaurant there. And apparently they loved her, the service. They gave uh, her four tickets. We get to Seattle the next night and uh, we are on the floor under the basket. Uh, my sister's nine. She's sick. So my mom misses half of this. That's just horrible. But, uh, <laughs> Anyways, they do the routines. You know how they are. Uh, the uh, the uh, the water bucket hits people, hits people, comes over to us. It's confetti. Anyways, you know how Meadowlark uh, Lemon always brings somebody out on the court? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was the little kid at five he picked. And I, I, I don't remember much of the, the, the what went on. You know, again, it was 50-some years ago. Uh, I just remember when he went to reach my hand, his hand looked like a baseball glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess uh, Curly was on that team too, right? Mm -hmm. Curly O'Neill, Medlark Lemon, Marquise Haynes, Goose Tatum, Guy Sosby. Did they happen to you. finally beat the Washington Generals that game? I don't recall. Again, it was so damn long ago. No, they did. Trust me. They, they, they won. They did. That was the whole gimmick. I mean, I don't think the Generals ever... Maybe one game. I don't know. What, I think they gave them one, didn't they? I don't know. They, the history the, I think it happened I, three times total. It's a small number right. that they have. Yeah. 
And again, it is very hard to find Washington Generals gear. Yes, yes, it is. Why is that? They don't sell oh, it at the I've arena. Seen, well, I've seen. I've gone two of the last three years to see the Globetrotters. Yeah. And I, me and my buddy just got this stupid idea. Like, what if next time, like, we'll just be Generals fans. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. You know? What do those guys get paid? Honestly. The Generals. Oh, they make like one twenty a year. $120,000 a year to play a basketball game? Yeah. Correct. That is traveling awesome. Around. Well, they're probably looking at the NBA like, yeah, ask, ask them. With, with well, things. I know that. But, but I'm, I'm saying, yeah. like, okay, you're, you're an entertainer, NBA, man. Yeah. Even though yeah. no one knows you. You don't name. have to go to Europe. You don't have to go to Asia to play. You just, you know, follow around. Well, that's kind of the tough part now because, like, I think there's a current Washington Husky on the team. I know there was a guy that played from Maryland back in the day. And, like, most of those guys and women, because there's a female one now, yeah. too, uh, they're very good players. A lot of them could play overseas, but I think some of them choose if they can make the Globetrotters. Yeah. And remember, the Globetrotters were an actual team. They started because the NBA was white only. Mm-hmm. And then finally, once the Globetrotters... I know what everyone's thinking. Wait, what? Yes. A lot of passing, defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and once the Globetrotters like, beat, they kept beating the current NBA team. And then finally, the NBA was like, all right, maybe we should let black guys play too. Yeah. Besides being the right thing. <laughs> okay, since you We're won. not doing this because this is the right thing to do. We're tired of losing you. We're going to put him in the ABA for <laughs> yeah, Start there, work your way. I remember seeing the Globetrotters as a kid, man. My, Me and my brother were so excited. And uh, my mother didn't want to go, which I just I could not understand. I'm like, Mom, it is the Harlem freaking Globetrotters, dude. As a parent, I get it now. She's like, no, no, I'll just stay home alone with no kids or husband. Makes sense. But my brother and I get there. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought about it. When I went as a kid, my mom never went. Yeah, my mom, I, I, just, I couldn't believe it. Because to me, Harlem Globetrotters was like, my God. They have a cartoon. This is great. They're everything. What, they're icons. And, uh, but my brother and I were sorely disappointed because we're, we're looking at the team. And it's before they start playing. And they introduce each player. But there was no curling. And for whatever reason, being the only bald guy on the team at the time, which, again, I know you're thinking a basketball team, uh, he was our favorite guy, but he wasn't there. And so my brother and I are mildly disappointed. We mentioned it to each other. It just kind of sucked. And then as they introduce whoever this guy is, turns out it was Curly. He was wearing a wig. Oh, and they snatched it off, and all of us kids lost our yeah. minds. I do remember I was I was upset at one point in time. because, <laughs> Dude, um, I'm telling you, I was like seven or eight, <laughs> and it was like the greatest <laughs> thing to pull that wig off. Metal Lark Lemon had contract negotiation problems with, uh, with the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't know what the deal was, but he left, and he decided he wasn't going to play with them anymore, and he formed his own Harlem Globetrotter team. Did he call them the Harlem Globetrotters? No, he called them something completely different. Okay. But it was just like, that was the guy. So, yeah, he was like the guy. Yeah. He was. So when he left, I was just like, I was bummed because as a kid, I'm like, man, you, 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 you can't you, leave. You can't leave the Harlem Globetrotters without leave. What, uh, what was your once in a lifetime experience? 206 803 Rock. Hot Shot and uh, Hammer Harrison. Those are my guys now. Hammer Harrison. Hammer Harrison's the giant dude that dunks really hard. And okay. half, uh, Hot Shot is uh, a dwarf, I believe. Oh, I've seen him uh, in the commercials. All right. Yeah. Hello, John. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Oh, So I was working at a company, and we had an opportunity to compete for a um, fundraiser for charity, and we got to play uh, flag football down at CenturyLink Field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we got uh, Walter Jones had a team there. Mike McCready showed up to do the national anthem, and he they sponsored a team. Hey, so let me ask you this: If you yeah, if you have- saw both of them at the same time, just your estimate, how many Mike McCready's could fit inside of one Walter Jones? I'm saying seven. Uh, I wouldn't de- I wouldn't deny that. That's about right. <laughs> yeah. Mike McCready's a tiny yeah. guy, and Walter Jones is anything but a tiny guy. Yeah. 
Yes, definitely. But seeing Walter Jones play quarterback was always fun. Oh, oh so he, he actually he, played. Okay. He was the quarterback on my team. Well, we alternated. Uh, but uh, Kenny Maine is the one that you don't want to mess with as far as catching the football. That, right. Well, he played. Right. He was he a quarterback played, at U, yeah. what, UNLV. UNLV. Yeah. yeah, he was on the same team with Randall Cunningham. But he still has a gun. I mean, sure. You know, despite everything, I mean, he, he can fire the ball. So when you're, Excuse it's me. been a while since you know you caught a football going that fast. It's, it sucks. It's different. I mean, I think a lot of those people don't lose it. I mean, hell, look, when we used to. Just play catch. I think there's a massive difference between me and Thrill throwing a ball and you who played high school quarterback throwing a ball. Yeah, you can tell the difference. Right, one accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what was your one? We always did running plays, even though the, what, I thought we were just playing catch. Dude, I went to a tailgate years ago with, uh, with some friends, and there's this, you know, guys tossing a ball. So I just kind of yeah, had a few beers. I just kind of like, let's go three way. Sure. You know? And this dude is piping this ball at me, right? Like to the point of like, like, I'm getting a little nervous. Like, I don't know if I can catch these, whatever. So I'm like, all right, all right, I'm good. Toss it back. And I even, I think I even commented to my buddy. He's like, hey, can you tell that dude to calm down? Like, it's, it's a game of catch in a parking lot. Right. Fast forward a month later, I run into this guy in a bar and his wife. And I'm like, oh, what's up, guys? And they're like, hey, man, how you doing? I go, geez, dude, like, you got an arm on you. And he's like, yeah, my bad. Apparently, he was like a college quarterback, and everybody knew him. Oh. I did not know him. <laughs> so he took it as a personal here. challenge. He was like, I was trying to throw it as hard as I could at Thanks, oh, thanks buddy. Yeah. Okay, good heads up. What was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? 206-803-ROCK. I think we we'll enjoyed this text. It says, this is my brother's once-in-a-lifetime. He was out of Wendy's in Whitefish, Montana. The good news is there's more to the story, because I already thought that was depressing. But a motorhome pulls up. And Kiefer Sutherland and Emilio Estevez get up for some Wendy's. Kiefer signed a napkin, but my brother lost it some years later. Jesus. That's about as random as it gets. <laughs> what was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Mary. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, hombres. Hola. Hey, well, I have a great sports story, because eight years ago, we went on all-expense-paid trip to Super Bowl 50, but that's not even my story. All right. My story. Story is at the age of eleven, super Beatle maniac. Having sixty years ago today, the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. By the way, um, in 1964, my sister's college roommate had a real wealthy daddy and got seven throw box seats for the Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl. Damn. And at the very last minute, one of the four girls came down with appendicitis and they needed somebody right on the minute to go. And I was there and they took me, little beetle maniac, 11-year-old me. Did you poison that girl? Is that why she got appendicitis? This sounds a little suspicious. Hey, no, I did not. But, uh, but I yeah, would have. Was, was that your first concert? My first concert, age of 11. Seventh robot. We could actually hear the Beatles over the scream. We were that close. Tell me, you and then, at eleven years old kept that 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 ticket? Oh, absolutely. You still have it? And yeah, and like uh, three rows ahead of us, Frank Sinatra had a box, which didn't nice. impress me at the time. But my sister was. Right. Yeah, so at yeah. eleven, you're it's like, Frank. yeah, yeah, yeah it's so wide. At, at eleven, it was all about Paul McCartney. Oh, how about now when you see uh, old Paul? You both have aged. When you look at Paul now, are you still like, yeah? Hey, you know, he's kept it all together. Yes, I saw him uh, the last time they played. Uh, he played Climate Pledge, probably the last time around. We were there. It was yeah, a couple we hours there. of just hit after hit after hit. He sounded great. It was yeah, an like, entertaining show. 
He's in his 80s and plays two and a half hours. Some of our younger uh, rock stars could learn from that. How many times did you end up seeing the Beatles, or is that your one shot? That was it. I also appreciate the fact that when these guys get to that age and they say showtime 8.30, they mean 8.30. That might be 8.25. I mean, also, in in your defense, like... I love Frank Sinatra, but even if he was still alive today, I, I think Paul McCartney being a Beatle is more popular. Oh, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're it's, it's worldwide. You know. What was your once-in-a-lifetime experience? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Chester. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, guys. Hola. Hola. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. The positive man. Friday, brother. Positive Friday. That's right. But, uh, no, I hung out with Dimebag Daryl at his house and got stoned. At nice. his house and got stoned. Okay. At his, yeah, I, I was, I'm born and raised in uh, Fort Worth, uh, 1980. And uh, I think I was like 14, 15 years old. It could have been like 94, 95. But uh, my brother, uh, I came home from school, and I was asking my brother what he was doing. He's like, oh, I'm waiting on a call from a friend. We're going to go grab some weed. I was like, all right. Uh, just waiting on a call from his friends to come pick him up, and then we're going to go to Arlington, Texas, which is you know, 15 minutes down the road. And you know, uh, we show up, and there's Dimebag Daryl. You know, knock on the door. There's Dimebag Daryl. The first thing I actually remember is a 3000 GT sitting in the front yard. Okay. And uh, yeah, I knocked on the door, uh, and there's Dimebag. But here's the thing: is this is before he was actually like God status. And, um, yeah, this story can go a long way. Uh, we used to watch them practice in their little building on Highway 80 uh, there in Fort Worth, west side Fort Worth. And so just seeing them, I was like, oh, I, I watch you guys play practice all the dang time. That's so, cool. Uh, got stoned. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, so, yeah, we were sitting there getting stoned, and I was, I was blazed. <laughs> oh, my God, it was really good. Uh, and he... Heck, I'm actually, I still have his shirt that he ha- he gave me off his back in my closet. That's awesome. I met Vinnie Paul one time in Vegas, one of those things we were down there, and he was in the Oh, bar. that's he right. Was, he's a good dude, man. He just wanted to saddle up and get a drink with the rest of him. He was behind me in line. I'm like, you know, you, you have to wait in line? He's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I gave him crap about Cowboys because we were backstage, uproar, or one of those festivals, and they, they were like the headliner of the, the Jägermeister side stage. Okay. So he was kind of famous. They would do beer butt chickens and hang out. And, and oh, they, that's right, yeah. So there's not as much security, and they were super cool, man. And they it were was just, hell yeah, right? It was hell yeah. yeah. And there was a couple oh, other yeah. bands, and they were he, we were just sitting there BSing, and then after a while, they, they, he's just a massive Cowboys fan. And I was like, I got to tell you, the, after the Cowboys, they suck. <laughs> he's like, well, where are you from? <laughs> no, chicken, no chicken for you. <laughs> Ted versus the FCC on the way, and we've got your emails coming up from the men's room at KISW.com next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 